Calling all instructional coaches. Join Forward Edge for Coaches Camp in summer of 2023. Coaches Camp is packed with high-quality professional development exclusively for you. Attendees will work with like-minded coaches on creating strategies for building teacher relationships, executing coaching cycles, and building a culture of coaching and tech integration within their school district. There are two opportunities to attend Coaches Camp in the summer of 2023. You can either join us virtually June 12th through the 14th or come visit Cincinnati on July 27th and 28th. Please visit forward-edge.net slash coachcamp to reserve your spot today. Aloha, I'm Katie Ritter. And I'm Justin Thomas, and this is the Restart Recharge podcast, a podcast by coaches for coaches. We bring you the tips and tricks to help you in your everyday work as an instructional coach or whatever they call you in your school district. So hopefully you're going to leave this episode today feeling just a little bit less on your own coaching island. Well, there are several ways that a coach, whether a veteran or new to a district, can support teachers, but sometimes finding those right tricks to getting teachers excited and wanting to know with and work with you can be very difficult. Luckily, Adam Juarez and Catherine Goyette have a compilation of great coaching strategies to make you the walking coach. So we'll explore these strategies with Adam and Catherine today, and you'll leave excited and ready to hit the ground walking to better support your teachers. So I will go ahead and introduce Adam here. Adam is a technology integration specialist and a consultant for Atticat EdTech Consulting. He supports teachers through individualized coaching, demo lessons, and professional development. Adam is a Google certified trainer and innovator, ACU board member, Leroy Finkel Fellowship finalist, co-founder of Hashtag CV Tech Talk, 2020 30K-12 IT influencers worth a follow from EdTech Magazine, and co-author of The Complete EdTech Coach, a organic approach to supporting digital learning so welcome in adam yeah we're glad to have you here adam and congratulations i think the q board membership that is is that was that a recent election to the board yeah, um that just happened um uh, my tenure began in uh beginning of july so that okay. was a- very recently. Yeah, awesome. well, congratulations. Um, and I have the pleasure of introducing Catherine Goyette. So Catherine is an educational consultant for technology and integrated studies for Tulare County Office of Education. She designs and implements professional learning sessions, conducts in-class coaching, authors articles and a book, blogs, and, and inspires educators via speaking engagements. Catherine's certifications include Google Certified Trainer and Innovator, Newzella Certified Educator, Apple Teacher, Microsoft Innovator Educator, a 2022 ISTE featured speaker, and PBS Learning Media Digital Innovator. Catherine's professional expertise and passions include pedagogically sound edtech integration in the classroom for grades K-12, computer science education, project-based learning, interdisciplinary learning, universal design for learning, and social-emotional learning. Formerly, Catherine was an administrator, coach, and classroom teacher, and in her free time, she agrees to go on podcasts. So, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Catherine. We are so glad to have you as well. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. So, okay, guys. So I've had um, really, truly, I I mean it, the pleasure of having an opportunity to kind of hear you guys speak and work with you when ISTE still had the PLNs and the EdTech Coaches PLN. Um, You guys did a a webinar kind of on this topic um, a handful of years ago now uh, on The Walking Coach. I've, I've seen you do presentations and you guys are just truly captivating. And I think that you just have such wonderful ideas. So I am 
am incredibly excited for our podcast listeners to get to hear it firsthand um, from you guys on today's episode. So um, before we kind of dive in to uh, kind of the walking coach and what that is all about, we guys just take a little bit of time and um, tell us a little bit more about how, what was kind of your journey to get into coaching um, and, and sort of how you two have come together and all of these things that you do together now, what kind of, what did that path look like to get you here? Okay. Well, um, I kind of fell, you know, my rear end backwards into coaching. Um, I, I'd been a uh, soccer coach for got two decades before I got into this. And a lot of what I do in the soccer field as coaching the sport, I'm trying to kind of apply that to uh, coaching, but it was, it was at a, um, a district level meeting um, after a after a board meeting. We were uh, having they brought in the stakeholders to talk about how we're going to plan the budget. And I got put into a breakout group with the assistant superintendent, and she loved my ideas. And she'd heard that you know with 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 whatever technology I've had available to me, I did some pretty pretty creative things. And she called me the next week and said, "Hey, we're, we're we have this new tech coach job. Let's uh, think you'd be great for it." So I applied. I got it and. And I just ran with it. They really, really didn't know what, what that was, and um, we're still trying to define this uh, this role, which is relatively new mm-hmm. in education, and kind of just made it, gave it my own flair, and I've tried to do my best to um, to define the role uh, the way I see fit. And is through that um, I learned. I the first thing they said, you know, Adam, we're going Google. It's going to be your first. Uh, your first uh, mission. So learn. So they gave you, you one a small mission at first. <laughs> yeah, so just learn everything you can and come back and train all those teachers and kids. I'm like, all right. And they bought, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of Chromebooks. So it was kind of a no pressure there. So uh, I I like to think that I went probably above and beyond what their expectations were because yeah, I, I did learn everything and now people are learning it from me. So I think I've done a pretty good job of that, but. You know, I just try to just dive headfirst into whatever challenge I'm given and uh, and try to make it my own. So there was no real plan for this. I didn't work my way up. It just kind of happened organically, which is a word we use a lot in our book. Love it. Yeah. So for me, um, thanks for sharing that, Adam. Uh, for me, I became, um, I was teaching uh, for a few years and I wanted to make a larger impact uh, and affect more students. And so I decided, oh, I think I'll, what's the next step? I don't know, I'll try to go into leadership and and support teachers because I had some administrators and coaches that really supported me. And so ultimately that's what I wanted to do. And so um, my first step was to be what was called a curriculum support provider, which was kind of like an academic coach who also had administrative responsibilities, (laughs) just like a one-size-fits-all thing. And uh, when you're at a single school site, you you end up doing a lot of stuff. But what I really loved about that role was the coaching part and working with teachers and making an impact that way. And so I wasn't necessarily an ed tech coach at the time, but I gravitated toward technology in ways to help support student engagement and make life easier for teachers, et cetera. And so... um, then a job opened up as a technology um, consultant at the county office. And so I applied not really knowing what it was. And uh, basically uh, now that's that's what I've been doing for the past um, nearly a decade. And so that's also how I met Adam was um, through this uh, 
EdTech coaching journey, and we essentially, um, along this journey, because we uh, EdTech coaching um, was relatively new at the time, uh, at least in our area, and so we kind of wrote the book that we wished we had had when we started because uh, we had a lot of struggles and learned by failing um, in a lot of ways, and so um, that's kind of how we got into the coaching um, realm, and um, we work with a lot of instructional um, coaches in other content areas, too. So we learn a lot from them and um, uh, try to see how it all works together as far as a system. I love it. Um, and I'm I'm glad you touched on that, Kat, because I wanted to ask you with your book, um, I want you guys to share the title again because I want to make sure our listeners know so they can go out and listen to it. But um, we really, do, like for our this podcast and other work that we do here, we, we by trade are tech coaches as well, um, but we do a lot of support and we have a lot of listeners of the podcast that are not just tech coaches. So insert whatever you're coaching on. Um, so I wanted to ask you in regards to your book, is it, do you feel like it is something that is um, most specific to tech coaches or would other coaches benefit from the book as well? It's a, it's a great question. So um, the, I have learned that there are uh, other content coaches that have benefited from it quite a bit as well because technology can support everyone. And so um, we don't want technology to feel like one more thing. It, technology is not so much content as it is, as it is the how. So mm -hmm. if you are an academic coach that's coaching in ELA, that's the what, and technology can help you with the how. And so um, we have found that there are content coaches that have um, been very thankful for our book. It's called The Complete EdTech Coach, An Organic Approach to Supporting Digital Learning. Uh, and it is um, available on um, Amazon and barnesandnoble.com and such. Um, but yes, it's definitely something that is designed not to teach kids how to use technology, but to use technology in a way that will accelerate learning towards content standards. So absolutely, it's something that is uh, for everyone. Awesome. Thanks. I just wanted to make sure we got a good plug in for you guys yes. on that. So we'll be sure to link it in the show notes too. All right. So let's go ahead and get right to it. So what is a walking coach? Like what are some of the kind of strategies you have that involve with what it is to be a walking coach, if you don't mind sharing? Well, one of the uh, <clears throat> kind of taglines we use a lot often is um, boots on the ground. Um, actually, I would kind of I kind of borrowed that term when I was for when I was following the uh, the second Iraq war. They said they had boots on the ground. I had a lot of friends who were veterans who who served. And whenever they said they were going to get deployed, it was say hey, boots on the ground. And so that kind of stuck with me and then kind of applied that to what my job was here early on in my in my career doing this this job. I was so excited to do it, and I knew I had this cool school stuff and teach all people all this cool stuff. But my phone never rang. I didn't get emails. And so one day, you know, kind of feeling a little sorry for myself, I said, you know, I'm gonna do a little test. I'm gonna lock myself in my uh, office, turn the lights off. I'm gonna watch YouTube all day, and we'll see if anyone who knows I'm gone. And lo and behold, I watched YouTube all day, and no one even cared. It's it's crazy to admit it. And I'm I curious. I'm curious. At what point did you admit that story, Adam? <laughs> oh, I've been, oh, I've told that story to a lot of people, and I yeah. said that was a turning point. I, 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 it's not. It's. I need to figure out why. Why is my phone not ringing? Why are people not reaching out? And, For sure. 
I said, you know what? I need to make the resolve to be in as many classrooms as possible. Yes, I'm going to get that deer in the headlights look once in a while, but I need to make it where it becomes a normal thing, where they're used to seeing me. And it was by doing that that people started getting comfortable with me coming in. And the more comfortable they got, the more often they would actually reach out instead of me the other, uh, doing the other thing. So we set a goal for ourselves. It's not always attainable, but we try to set the goal to be in classrooms at least 80% of the day. Again, we're, we're shooting for the moon there, but you know, if we can at least get anywhere near that, you you have a successful day and you're going to see, like we, we like to say, teach the learning in its natural habitat. It can't just be remote stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where we got the idea for the walking coach. For, but as far as that, besides kind of just using your master key and forcing your way in, um, <clears throat> we, we uh, some of the tricks we have about getting invited back. Um, what we say, one of our stories, um, we talk about how be forgetful yet unforgettable. So be forgetful. I'm naturally absent-minded. I have a photographic memory, but I'm absent-minded. So go go figure. Um, <laughs> I love that so, expression. So, so what I've done often is I, I'm usually walking in. I'll have uh, I usually I don't want to bring my laptops up sometimes because that, that can put some teachers off a little scary. Mm-hmm. So usually I'm usually on a tablet or, or my phone, and I usually have my you know with me my sunglasses and my coffee mug, and I'm just sitting down just. You know, writing writing little sticky notes and leaving some positive feedback while we're going. We always want to leave a gift, and so many times I would forget either my glasses or my or my coffee mug, just being absent-minded. And you know, an hour later, the phone rings. Hey, um, you left uh, your something here. Can you, uh, you want to come back and get it? Sure. And on a return, some organic coaching happens. So actually, they ask questions, or I was able to give them some more feedback beyond the sticky note. I'm like, hey, you know what? I should do this on purpose now. I'm getting invited back a lot more often and <laughs> lo and behold, it, it was uh, a very uh, kind of a silly success, but definitely of uh, it's uh, it's worked uh, in, in my experience. Yeah. Now I'm curious, Adam, did you also use that strategy when dating? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, actually, yeah. yeah actually, I'm going to toss this question to Kat. Yes. He left his wallet. Um, in my car, I think is what it was. And, um, and then I jokingly said, did you just do this so that you would (laughs) see me again so that I come drop it off, you know? And, and that's when I made the connection that, Hey, we could do this in coaching. Yeah. (laughs) So I love it. I love it. Yeah, um, I don't know if it was on purpose or not. But. Yeah. <laughs> and Adam, I've, I actually, because I saw your um, ISTE session, um, the, the virtual one, the first virtual one, but um, and I was like, oh, I just had left my phone like earlier that week in a teacher's room and she like came back and like brought me my phone. I actually had no idea I even left it there, but then she started asking me a couple other questions. I was like, oh, I this just happened to me. So it was one of those cool like, oh, I'm like doing something right here, it looks like. So that's uh, that's always good. Um, and I'm curious, what advice do you guys have? Um, you know, because I feel like that, you know, I, I don't know if you would be a self-proclaimed extrovert, um, but you both seem very comfortable walking into situations and, and with people that you're not um, familiar with. I know that's how I am myself as well. So what advice would you guys give to maybe the coaches out there who are maybe a little bit more introverted and kind of nervous about just kind of like, hey, I'm coming in and, you know, leaving something behind to come back again? How, how would you kind of like encourage someone to like get out there and, and get after it like that? Yeah, a lot of times the people who are, in my experience, have been a little apprehensive about doing that. And that, that's definitely, I had some apprehension in the, in the beginning. Um, you know, 
other than just ripping off the Band-Aid, uh, uh, we like to say uh, start um, see, start with start with kind of build your cult following first. Start with those people that you have relationships with, and you know build that buzz. Um, and um, if you can work, start with them, then the word starts to spread. Um, what we say, what we talked about, we said be unforget, be forgetful but unforgettable. So once you start building that buzz, how do you do that? So if you're working with those teachers that are comfortable that you know already and you walk in there and you need to do something that's going to jazz those kids because when the kids start enjoying what you're doing, if you're doing some kind of a demo lesson, they enjoy your presence. Teachers can say no to you very easily, but they have a hard time saying no to the students. We always say the fastest way to a teacher's heart is through the students. So once I started kind of building my cult following, I'd see kids that would see me on campus, can they, they would say, hey, can the can you come to to, to, to the, this other class and, and do that and do that that trick with us? I'm like, ask your teacher. Yeah. Then, so once that starts <laughs> happening, then those teachers who you know you, maybe you don't know too well, or you may be a little intimidated by it. They they are more than likely to, to, to come at you because those kids are building the buzz. Um, so definitely start you know coach those innovators first. Those those people who are not afraid to try things, build that cult following, and then slowly but surely it's it's going to bleed out into um, into the rest of the teachers that you serve. And again, there's a there's never a hundred percent. There's always going to be some that, that just, uh, that are, are going to be unwilling. That's unfortunate, but, um, you know, start with that cult following is probably my, uh, my best advice. I like the way you termed it. The cult, yeah, the following. cult following. I'd like to think I once had a cult following. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone coming in now, you yeah. did kind of mention there's some of those teachers that they're outside that cult following and they just flat out don't want you into the room. Is there any kind of ways you feel that you can kind of combat that you I mean you kind of mentioned that you got to work it through the students but is there any kind of other ideas that you would have to, for some coaches that might be a little apprehensive with a teacher like that yeah we talk about in the book and we've done sessions on uh working with hesitant teachers um and definitely you need to lead with the empathy because mm-hmm. we, we've all before we got into coaching we were we were classroom teachers full-time and you gotta think of what, what when I was a classroom teacher full-time what pain points did I have so anything you can do to ease some pain points. And sometimes you're as a tech coach, remember, I'm not IT, I'm not there to fix your printer or your Wi-Fi. But you know what, sometimes to build that relationship, you might, if you have the skill, the ability, maybe you have mm-hmm. to do a few of those things. Maybe if it's, hey, can you cover me for five minutes so I can go to the restroom, it's not my job, but you know what, you do those little solids for, for those kind of teachers, um, then you start, they, they become much more opening, open to coaching. Um, I can think of a Spanish teacher when I first started, man, he did, uh, he awarded me like the plague, did not like me in there. And then I did a few little solids here and there. Uh, I had to be walking by one day and he saw me. He's like, oh, hey, my projector's not working. Can you fix it? See what I can do. And I, and I fixed it. And after that, the relationship was built. And that simple little uh, little uh, interaction now leads to him. Like, now he comes to me all the time wanting to learn something new. Um, and he's like the king of flip grids or that's no, flip now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He loves that. And yeah, he's, so it's the, that's definitely one of my favorite, uh, hesitant to, um, teachers. I love it. I know. Um, great tips. So we are going to take a quick break from our sponsor and we will be right back. The Google Educator Bootcamp is a 13-week comprehensive series that will prepare educators to complete the Google for Education Level 1 or 2 certification. This series provides teachers with professional development on their own time to complete tasks that are built around showcasing their proficiency and understanding of the Google Workspace for Education tools. 
For more information on the Google Educator Bootcamp, visit forward-edge.teachable.com and begin earning your Google certification. Calling all instructional technology coaches. Forward Edge has launched a new hub for coaches to find strategies and resources to use for their coaching. The EDU Coach Network provides a place for instructional coaches to come together for coach-specific professional development, building a community, and finding mentorship moving through the school year. The network provides a place to casually seek resources or join in with book clubs, Twitter chats, webinars, and workshops, along with much more. Join the EDU Coach Network by going to educoachnetwork.com and join the coach community today. Welcome back to the Restart Recharge podcast. We are here, Katie Ritter and Justin Thomas, your hosts. We are here with Adam Juarez and Catherine Goyette talking about the walking coach and so many great tips to get coaches in the classrooms with teachers um, and students too. So um, next question for you guys. With all the changes over the past couple of years, um, is there anything that maybe you, because I, I mentioned at the very beginning, like I had this, you know, a great opportunity to hear you guys speak about the walking coach, um, you know, a few years ago, sort of pre-pandemic. Um, we know that so much has changed now, um, now that we're kind of on s- sort of this this other side um, of things. And so what, if anything, have maybe you taken away from from the remote teaching experience um, that that maybe has modified or improved or maybe you've rethought now kind of your idea of the walking coach. Has, have there been any big like aha moments from remote teaching, remote coaching that you've kind of walked away with? So I think that with the distance learning, with the remote teaching, um, we certainly learned how to, uh, we couldn't walk into classrooms, but we could be in digital classrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was helpful. But what we learned when we came back was um, that students and teachers alike really struggled to get back to speaking and um, uh, being face-to-face and such. And that's something that we learned by walking into classrooms again. Um, and so I think it's important that we um not forget that that's um, how I think it's even more important now than ever before that we be a walking coach and that we be present with those we serve so that we can um, be in their environment and help them with what they are, um, see what they're actually doing and offer suggestions as such. There was also a lot of momentum built with um, technology, for Mm -hmm. example, in uh, remote learning, but now uh, we need to make sure that that's leveraged in a way that works um, and uh, that there's not a lot of pushback and um, and there's a lot of people anti-tech right now um, mm-hmm. because remote learning, let's be honest, wasn't that great. And so we want to be walking into those classrooms and showing this is how it looks in a classroom. Yes, you can use technology in a physical classroom and still have kids talking. Yeah, we've also talked to... Um a bit about because they have this whole new skill set now so like what what they but they didn't know how to use it you know face to face so a lot of uh, things that I've talked about trying to work with teachers is that you're gonna teach a lot of things asynchronously in a synchronous manner and what that does it allows for organic natural differentiation of instruction um, it helps you with if you're if you're into UDL it helps with that um, it allows you to really personalize the learning. So they have mm-hmm. these asynchronous skills. So let's let's uh, apply them to a synchronous environment. I like that. Phrasing. I'd also say, Adam, that yeah. I've had um, just today, actually, I had some teachers 
that were feeling like, does it have to be all or nothing, all technology or no technology? And so if we're in the classroom, walking into the classroom, we can show what that looks like. Awesome. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, we'd like to finish our Restart Recharge podcast here with our top three tips from our guests. So what would be both of your top three tips in terms of the walking coach and just getting out there and really, uh, as you've kind of mentioned before throughout this entire episode, just getting out there and, and getting to see the amazing things done in the classroom? I'm going to start, Adam, because I have to actually walk into yes. a classroom here <laughs> yes. pretty soon. Yes. It's honest. happening as we speak. Um, there we go. She's living it. <laughs> I am. I'm working with teachers today. Um, but uh, so I think that my first tip would be um, start with those that are comfortable with you. Um, let a teacher know that you have some rapport with. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try walking in classrooms, being more present. I'm not going to be evaluating you. I'm just visiting. I want to see what's happening. That's my first tip. Um, and then word will start to spread. The next tip is um, make sure that you leave something for the teachers. Uh, you could leave a little piece of candy if you want, but I love to leave, leave feedback in the form of post-its. And I like to have a post-it that perhaps says, I like you know, something I liked, and then an I wonder, rather than a suggestion, I say, I wonder if it would be effective to, you know, such and such. So um, that would be my second tip. And my third tip is um, just in, uh, to be sure that you take good notes. I take notes on Google Keep, but whatever your note-taking method is, you want to remember what you saw and what conversations you had in those classrooms. Great. Awesome. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for, I know you've got to hop on to yeah. actually walk into a classroom. Um, so thank you so much for, for coming on. We really appreciate you and all of your insights. So thank you. Thank you. And Adam, your top three tips for us. <laughs> I would say, I would say definitely set yourself that lofty goal for us. We, we try to say 80%, try to be in as many classrooms as often as possible. Even if you don't reach that goal, set that goal for yourself and try to hold yourself to it as best as best as you can um as i alluded to earlier um you want to be for uh, be forgetful that's uh, that's done wonders for my my coaching uh, career here and then be unforgettable because when you're unforgettable then, then the kids are asking for what you're doing and they have like i said their teachers have a lot much harder time saying no to the kids than they do saying no to you. I love that. Yes. And I am, I would love to, I'm going off script here a little bit and off the question, <laughs> but I'm wondering kind of building on the idea of tips. I have been hearing from so many coaches and so many administrators across the country with the teacher shortage right now, um, having to put coaches back into classrooms um, and like discussion around this. I'm just wondering, um, I'm just kind of wondering what your thoughts are, what tip you might give to coaches who might be trying to, um, you know, I guess we, first and foremost, you have to have people in the classrooms with students. I understand that. But I'm just wondering, my fear is like down the road, will we put them back in a coaching role? Um, so I'm just kind of curious if, if maybe you've been seeing that, um, maybe if you've been having conversations around that, and if there's maybe just any kind of tips or anything that you would throw out to coaches who are in those positions on how they might think about um, approaching, advocating to get them back into a coaching role 
or keep them in a coaching role or get them back like as quickly as possible. Okay, I'm gonna yeah, actually, uh, answer this real quick, Adam, before I, because uh, I've got like a minute. Um, and then and then you can uh, of course go on as well. But I would say um, you have to, adv- and we talk a bit about this in our book, you have to advocate for your role. You're always, um, you have to prove that you are um, making a difference. And mm-hmm. so what I like to do is take pictures of what I'm doing with teachers and what I'm doing with um, with students and send that to your administrators. Maybe just CC them. Just let them, hey, just wanted to share all the great stuff that's happening. The other thing is make yourself busy. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't sub. I have a lesson that I'm modeling. Oh, I can't sub. I have a planning session that I'm doing. So making sure that you have things scheduled and that you show your value and your worth is super, super important. And I'm going to go show my uh, value by uh, stepping into classrooms now because I am have two minutes to get there. So thank you. And Adam's going to have some great tips as well. Thanks so much to both of you. Yeah, thanks you. for thank adding you. that little yeah. nugget. Yeah, I'll build on that. Um, she said, you know, showing your value. Uh, we talked in the book about building your um, your ed tech coaching vehicle, um, which is because one day it's going to come to that time where you have to kind of fight for your job and they're not sure why why are we paying you to to do this. So again, you want uh, your coaching vehicle can be simply as a website, a blog, um, a, it could be a place where you curate the lear- the learning that's been done as a result of your coaching. What are the students producing? So maybe uh, uh, pictures, over the shoulder pictures of what the kids are working on. Maybe if they have any digital artifacts that you're you're gonna curate them. And the, what I did for um, <clears throat> was my Google Innovator project. Um, I would curate a lot of the, the digital things that kids produced as a result of my coaching. I did it by grade level and by, um, and you can search it by grade level. You can search by uh, by subject matter, so they can see, hey man, look across the board. This is this is the value that your know, the coach has added uh, to our school. So again, create that vehicle to curate the learning that's done uh, as a result of your coaching. I love that. Yeah. And sorry, sorry to take us off. I just figured that you guys might have some great ideas for this very relevant um, kind of problem in the coaching world right now. So sorry, listeners, we did not end on the happy (laughs) top three tips. But um, anyway, just want to give one more plug for Adam and Catherine's book, uh, The Complete Ed Tech Coach, An Organic Approach to Supporting Digital Learning um, with lots of non-ed tech coaches, just instructional coaches, uh, finding a lot of benefit from it, too. So. Oh yeah, and uh, are you are you guys going to be at any conferences that are upcoming? We have fall queue coming up in, a, in about a month, so that, that's the next one we're at. So okay, um, and there's uh, obviously queue in the spring, and then ISTE, and those, those are the kind of three uh, go-to ones for us. But um, as the, things pop up, smaller regional ones will will, will be there as well. Yeah. Well, Adam, awesome. where can everybody find you guys on social media and just kind of out there in the internet um, in case they're not going to one of those conferences or in between? On social, you can find me at, at TechCoachWatas. Um, my website, TechCoachWatas.com, is where I house all my all my stuff. Um, for Catherine, it's WonderExplorerLearn.com, and she is cat underscore Goyette on social media. Great. Well, thank you. And we'll link awesome. all of that in the show notes as well, too, for folks. So. Yes. And I got one final question for you, Adam, as a fellow soccer guy myself. Who is your, who's your go-to soccer team? I am going to sign off right now and catch the – uh, midway through the second half of Manchester United right now, so I gotta. Oh, okay. It's, it's 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 nil nil right now. They started off pretty horrible, but they're starting to show some life. So that's yeah, uh, I can wear my jersey again. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're getting back to the glory days here soon enough. I, I'm a Chelsea man myself, so we'll have to just stay okay. at odds on that. But um, it's a Adam, rough time, rough time for Chelsea right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it is. We'll have to see if uh, if Potter's going to change things around. But um, Adam, it was great to have both you and Catherine on. Thank you again so much for joining us and talking a little bit more about your walking coach. Yeah, thanks for having me. Very fun. Great. Now, uh, next time we're going to have another great episode. We're coming down to the end of season two here. So we're going to actually have just two more episodes coming your way. So make sure that you tune in for those to close out season two. So be sure to subscribe to the Restart Recharge podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at RRCoachCast. And also TikTok because I'm making some ridiculous videos out there on TikTok. So if you want to make fun (laughs) of me, feel free to follow the TikTok. I don't know how I forgot the TikTok. I don't know either. I'm trying to get more (laughs) and more people to to join. Maybe you should be featured on TikTok. Okay, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, as always, you can feel free to reach out to us on any of those social media channels to let us know if there's any topics that you want to discuss because we want to make sure that we are hitting topics that are relevant to you and to all instructional coaches out there. So if there's anything that's on your mind, feel free to drop us a line. So press the restart button, recharge your coaching batteries, and leave feeling equipped and inspired to coach fearlessly with the Restart Recharge Podcast, a tech coach collective.